And I told our players, you need to be more like a dog. I'm a man. I'm 40. You know, it's a dog-eat-dog world, and they fit you with a big old nice pair of milk bone underwear. I'm going to come right back at them. You never see a team play harder than we will the rest of this season. God bless. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Fantasy Guides podcast brought to you by ShopFantasyGuides.com. I am joined tonight by Stephen and Casey Rippey, and this is our Wednesday morning special edition where we talk about college football. We get into our Debbie Rookie Watch update where we will recap last week's college football action and preview the coming week. And the reason we do this, uh, this is mostly to help Steven with his off-season cramming that he usually does. This is our way too early updates on these players, so you can kind of start getting them on your radar and uh, hopefully help you in your Debbie and Dynasty Leagues. Casey, did you catch any college football this week? All I saw was the end of the LSU-Alabama game, and it just, you know what, it just lifted my soul through the weekend. Um, and then, of course, it was brought down by having to watch the Lions-Packers game the next following morning. but helped my spirit soar a little bit that weekend what what a juxtaposition of two things there (laughs) (laughs) go from alabama lsu down to the final play lsu goes for two to win the game by one and possibly kick alabama out of the playoff um guys there has never been a college football playoff start it's, (laughs) it's it's been happening since 2015 that didn't include either alabama or clemson and they each have missed, but you've never had both of them miss in the same season. And with Alabama picking up their second loss and with Clemson losing to uh, Notre Dame, I don't think you're going to see either of those teams in the playoffs. I don't, I don't think Clemson can come back because their schedule wasn't that good. So we we could have uh, essentially like history uh, because <laughs> of these upsets. So. Well, Jesse, let me ask, is there anything – I've got a big audience on Instagram. Is there anything – my followers can do to try to help this like is there voodoo dolls <laughs> is there like shrines that can be built or anything to 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 ensure that this happens i i don't even know if they got to do anything at this point i mean what we would oh. have to see we'd have to see lsu lose two games so that alabama still goes to the sec championship against georgia and then they'd have to beat you know number 1 georgia in the sec championship but even if lsu drops a game they're still going to have a one game uh, lead on them in, in the SEC West. So uh, pretty wild. Um, I did not see that one coming. I, I was taking Alabama. I figured they'd rebound. And, uh, but I did write, I did write in my post. I said, Jaden Daniels would be the difference uh, if they do win. And he totally was, it was his scrambling ability, their quarterback, Interesting prospect. You know, I, I mean, we've said this about other prospects coming into the NFL that, Maybe the accuracy just isn't there, and but nowadays having the ability to run does make a difference. So uh, maybe he is making uh, enough of a name for himself to be a factor now. So uh, the other big news this past week is the first college football playoff poll dropped, and they had Tennessee at number one. All the Vols fans were so excited, and then they got <laughs> their butts whipped by Georgia. So it was, it was the. Uh, I was so excited to watch number one, Tennessee and number three, Georgia. And it was the most boring game of all time. (laughs) Uh, Tennessee just didn't look like they even belonged on the same field as Georgia. I actually called that game correctly. Uh, I thought Georgia would win, uh, but I thought it would be a high scoring game. So I also said the over would be great and Tennessee didn't score any points. So the over didn't really hit. (laughs) 
Well, so, apparently, if that was the most boring game ever, you must have missed the Iowa South Dakota State game <laughs> earlier. Oh season. God! I, I, Jesse I, doesn't I, miss a game, Casey. Come on, you know he saw it. Oh God! I, you know what? I remember that now. I'm sorry that I, 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 well, I, I misspoke. It was recency bias. You're right. There's well, been on, only three Iowa games that were more boring than that game for sure. Come on, don't leave a, I, don't leave me hanging. I don't, I don't even know who won the game. South Dakota State and Iowa, or the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I think it was a nine to six win by Iowa. Oh, yeah, that that feels like an Iowa victory, right yeah, there. Like, there was no and, touchdowns in the game. Is it Fa- Kurt Ferentz that the head yeah. coach? He uh, mm-hmm. those are the games he lives for. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they are a rough watch right now. Uh, they actually did score some points this weekend. I had Chad texting me from Iowa, going, "They found an offense, but I don't think they scored a second half point." It was one, of, it was one of those where he texted me in the first half when they scored a few points, and then they didn't score anymore. So, gotcha. so yeah, uh, the biggest biggest storylines were LSU beating the Crimson Tide, Georgia defense just dominating the number one Vols, uh, and now that. That storyline has changed quite drastically. Uh, the Vols still actually, I think they have a better chance to get into the playoffs than uh, Alabama does because if they win out, they don't have to play in the SEC championship. So they still got a shot. And then, yeah, Clemson was rocked by unranked Notre Dame. Um, they have quarterback issues. And DJ Uyunglele, we thought he might be the savior. He is not. He, he again, was pulled uh, for Cade Klubnik, a true freshman. I think Klubnik is going to be the man a few years down the line, but he just wasn't ready for um, that that amount of uh, – wasn't ready for the bright lights quite yet. The other one that was interesting that I don't know if either of you guys saw was SMU and Houston set uh, FBS history. Did you hear about that? I did. So SMU quarterback Tanner Mordecai tossed nine touchdown passes to lead the Mustangs to a 77 to 63 win against Houston, which is the highest scoring regulation game in FBS history. The combined point total of 140 points broke the previous record of 137, which came in 2016 when Pittsburgh defeated Syracuse 76 to 61. And it was only the second, even including overtime games. It came in second place. Behind Texas A and M seventy four, LSU seventy two, which was a seven overtime game, oh, so wow. they almost scored as many points in regulation <laughs> as Texas A and M and LSU scored in seven overtimes. So uh, wow. that was pretty wild. And I'm I'm gonna I got to put Tanner Mordecai into our post uh, when we put that out on the recap because nine touchdown passes is kind of next level at the Division one level. Not only Quite that, the, but the last name Mordecai. Wow, that I is thought, the prospect you want. I kind of thought the same thing. It sounds like like a character from Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> but I also, I also was thinking. Just imagine if you had like, you know, you're at a sports bar and you got a one one game the uh, SMU game and then the <laughs> Iowa game <laughs> right across oh, the two, on a separate team, yeah. right next to each other. Yeah, like couldn't be couldn't be a more opposite. Uh, game you would be surprised if it was the same sport watching the two i imagine being clayton toon who is the houston quarterback i think he had like 700 total yards of offense in a loss yeah (laughs) you know he threw for like 500 he ran for 100 something they scored 63 points and you lose Uh, i was like whew, that's a rough one uh Mm -hmm. i do got to give a shout out (laughs) there we go there we go 
Do you got to give a shout out to the Air Force Falcons who captured the Commander in Chief trophy with a 13 to 6, I think it was, <laughs> win Gosh, over man. Army. And what did I tell you guys? You always take the under <laughs> in a military game and it hit again. So unbelievable. Which was it a military game after a Taylor Swift album drop? <laughs> no, like, that's Purdue. Don't get it twisted. Oh, no. Come on, Steven. Yeah. So I didn't like here, let me write that down. I got my notepad. I'm taking all these calls in the Taylor Swift album. Okay. All right, a couple other big names uh that that we're gonna try and feature in our post. Devin Neal, who's a running back from Kansas. Listen to this stat line. He had 38 touches for 334 total yards and a touchdown in a win over ranked Oklahoma State. Dang. That is a way of putting yourself on the radar. Um, also Anthony Richardson, you know, we get good Richardson, we get bad Richardson <laughs> this weekend was good Richardson. He had 200 yards passing a hundred, uh, 78 yards, rushing two rushing touchdowns. And one of the, one of them, he looked basically just like that Justin Fields run where he just yeah. ran away from everybody. Um, man, you know, people that want to get excited about just upside, I, I don't know why they keep choosing Will Levis when you could choose Anthony Richardson. If you're just going upside arm talent, running ability, I don't know. I don't know who we would compare Anthony Richardson to even. I, I think that he's in his own tier, but you know, he just hasn't been very productive, but he was able to, they were able to beat Texas A&M. I think Texas A&M is three and six. They were, wow. ranked, they were ranked like sixth in the preseason poll. So Jimbo Fisher, Ah, uh, I they pay him so much money. They need to be good down in, yeah. in Texas A&M. <laughs> yeah. Um Bo Nix, this was an interesting one kind of reminded me of the Christian McCaffrey's uh second game with the 49ers, but Bo Nix ran for ran for two touchdowns, threw for two touchdowns and caught a touchdown in a win over Colorado. So hey, he is now Jesse, come on. I know. If it's <laughs> against Colorado, it doesn't it's not really saying much, but uh, he is, he's, he's squarely in the hunt for the Heisman trophy, just the way that he's been playing. And it's, it's a really interesting comeback story with the way that he left Auburn. Um, yeah, the, I was going to say that stat line probably has an asterisk right next to it. <laughs> yeah. Any of the, any of the CU stats generally. And then the mm-hmm. other guy that I want to feature this week um, is Ty J Spears running back from Tulane. So the cool thing about the playoffs is they're expanding, not next year, but the year after that. And they will expand to 12 teams. And one of the things they're talking about, I hope it stays because I think it would be really cool. But the the 12th seed is going to be reserved for the top group of five team. And the top group of five team this year would be Tulane. And their star running back, Ty J Spears, has been listed as possibly going in like the first. uh, He's not going to be a first round pick or anything, but he could go in like two, three, four or five of the NFL draft. So he's a big time running back. And We'll feature him and they had a big win over Tulsa and they have actually kind of moving on to these next week's games and, and things we can keep an eye on. They're playing a huge game against UCF. So they got the opportunity to um, put themselves squarely into the American athletic conference championship <laughs> game. If they can pull off a win over number 22 UCF. So Steven. it's a pretty, pretty slow weekend, but the Tulane green wave versus the UCF golden Knights is actually a pretty big game. Jesse, gosh dang it. Right before you said that, I was gonna get I was gonna ask Steven, could you name the mascots for Tulane, for UCF, and for Tulsa? And you you went ahead and you just buried I knew you were gonna 
Get the get the mascots out at the very end there. You know what? I gotta be. I gotta be honest, because I I kind of was day. I was I was in a I was daydreaming during that whole time when he was talking about Tulane. (laughs) You could probably still get me. No. Uh. So this this uh, this running back, you're saying he's going to be somebody we should pay attention to in dynasty leagues this upcoming. Yeah, yeah. Ty J Spears out of Tulane, and and uh, it wouldn't be the first time that good running backs have come out of Tulane. So I'm to think, um, who was the last one that came out of Tulane? Well, Matt Forte played there, right? Oh, that would be a good one. I mean, that's a good compare. Not a good comparison. That's a if you can get a, a Matt Forte. In this draft, I'd be very happy because. Well, I don't know if I'm comparing him, but I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> came out of the same school. Uh, we could we could talk comparisons later, but he's a good player, and uh, I'm going to feature him. I think on my hot takes this week, uh, making my cover athlete. Because the other thing about Tulane, Stephen, that I need you, I do need you to pay attention to, because I know that this is a big <laughs> deal to you. Yeah. They have the sweetest, sickest uniform combinations of maybe <sighs> any team in the country. They got this kind of this green color and then oh, this almost like talking. North Carolina blue <laughs> mixed with it. This old school wave logo looking thing. I don't know if you can see it in my graphics as you scroll down. Oh, they I, are, was, I was going to Google. I'm, I don't I, know I'm putting them right in the show sheet for you. I'm trying to help oh. you out. I, I know you don't know any of these people, so I got to. I got to give oh, you it's like You know what it looks like? It looks like you took the Spartans and you took North Carolina and like threw them in a blender. Yep. yep. There yep. you go. That's yeah, kind of combining those, but they have such cool combinations. They do. Yep. You know, the best, best thing is if you got a couple different helmet colors, right? Well, and then you can mix those with a couple different Jersey colors. So when they go with the all baby blues, it's pretty slick. Oh yeah. Well, I got to go back to, can you go back to that Kansas uh, running back? Um, I'm looking at their helmet. Did they make that Jayhawk way bigger? Oh, yeah. looks like it's taken up the entire helmet. Oh, yeah. They expanded upon that for sure. (laughs) Yeah. I think it helped because now they're decent. And they're going to go bowling, (laughs) guys. (laughs) They they won, right? So they got to to six wins, which means that they're going to a bowl game for the first time in, like, Casey's lifetime. So... Which is not an actual stat, but I, I don't mm-hmm. know. It's been a long time. I do know that. Um, other big games this weekend. Again, it's it's a little bit of a slower week, but number four TCU at number eighteen Texas. Really interesting spread. You've got number four TCU undefeated. Number eighteen Texas with a couple losses is a seven point favorite at home. Um, I think College Game Day is going to this game in Austin, and uh, yeah, one of those kind of what do we call them stinky spreads before. And if you lean into those. Uh, remember, I was telling you that this ha- this happened with Texas and Kansas State. It was like, why is Texas favored against Kansas State? And they just went and crushed Kansas State. So sometimes Vegas knows something. And they, uh, I, th- I think I'm going with Texas here. And then uh, I do have to tell you, Stephen, uh, if you want to watch some highlights of Bijan Robinson, yeah, you you can watch the Kansas State game. He is unbelievable, man. I I, I am very excited. He's way better than Brees Hall. So just think about you know being excited for him. The way yeah. he finishes runs, his cutting ability, uh, you know, I, I am very excited. And if you watch that game, he went for over 200 yards. I don't know how many touchdowns he had, but we featured him so much. Um, I didn't know if I'd get him into the post, but he had a huge game in, an, in a big win. So Nice. Um, number 10, mm-hmm. Alabama, is at number 11, Ole Miss. Again, not you know, both those teams aren't playing for quite as much as we thought they'd be playing for at this point of the season. Um, but it's still a huge game for Lane Kiffin. Maybe this is his chance at home 
to get Alabama while they're down and, and get a win there. So we'll see what happens. I am not betting on that game. I'm not sure what's going to happen there. Um, number 24, Washington is at number six, Oregon. Again, if you haven't caught Bo Nix, this could be a fun one. And Washington has a quarterback prospect in Michael Penix Jr. That is intriguing. I, I don't think he's an NFL quarterback personally. And I think Bo Nix is, is going to be, um, we're, we'll keep talking about it. He's not a big guy, but he's such a good athlete, and he's, what a leader to to do what he's done this season. Maybe he does get a shot in the NFL after all. So You know, a lot of times, Jesse, we have these this expression like a truther, like somebody that you really believe in that maybe others don't. Would that be – would Bo Nix be your truther? I don't know. Part of it is like I have this like fetish with like visors and wrist tape <laughs> And <laughs> short, short athletic quarterbacks, you, you know, really just come to bed with that visor on, yeah, you know, it's, so I, you know, I get too emotional about those things, but uh, I, I just think it's a very cool story. And he, he, man, he just, he's fun to watch, you know, yeah. and, and some of my favorite quarterbacks like Johnny Manziel, Marcus Mariota, they, they had, it's not like they're blowing the NFL away when they got there, but they were fun to watch in college and, and he might kind of fall into that category, honestly. Okay. But, um, he's uh, let, let's keep an eye on it. Let's see. I mean, if he wins the Heisman trophy and gets Oregon to the playoffs, uh, don't we have to take a hard look at him at the next level? So well, I think that means he's the next Johnny Manziel. Could be. That, that's why, that's why you got to be real careful about some of that stuff for sure. But I yeah. will say, uh, maybe a little different attitude, you know, but yeah. some of those things with Johnny, wouldn't you say it was a little bit of like maybe off the field kind of issues? It, uh, he, it seemed like he thought he was better than than maybe everyone else. I don't know. That's <laughs> the vibes I got. I, th- I think he started hanging out a little with too many rappers and uh, maybe made some bad decisions, life choices down the stretch. Steven, um, we may need to um, adjust Jesse's rankings whenever they come out. We need to examine the players and the the visor and the wristband etiquette with the player to discern whether or not we need to raise or lower them on the ranking list. Yeah. Jesse, when you do the rookie write-ups this year, I'm going to need like a, a headshot also, but, but like side by side with like an in-game shot. I need to see the the entire (laughs) ensemble. Yeah. Cause you'll just, then you'll be able to tell right away. I think if I'm just getting a little too, too, a little too out over my skis on how good looking (laughs) these guys are. Now I, Casey, do you, you got the show sheet up here? Cause I got, I got a question for you. I do not, but I can, I can pull it up. All right. I need, need you to scroll down. Cause I I started working on my hot takes post. So I got a couple things in here. I'll, I'll let you scroll down while I say the first, well, the first one is if you do watch that TCU uh, at Texas game, I, I'm really curious about Quentin Johnson, the wide receiver from TCU, because prior to this season, he was not popping up as a first round draft pick, but now I'm seeing it all over the place. So I think he's always had the size and the speed and all of the things that you're looking for. And um, I looked, he's almost identical to Cortland Sutton. It's, it's, I think the, the comparison is really close. So if you, if you tune into that TCU Texas game, you could watch Bijan Robinson and Quentin Johnson, who, you know, Bijan should be the top running back. And it looks like Quentin Johnson will be in the top five of wide receivers uh, taken. So you're talking about, that's probably like what the first six picks of dynasty 
right? Mm-hmm. So it might be a good game to catch and, and watch some. But Casey, my question for you is just a little further down. Sam Hartman at Wake Forest, does he pass the face test? <laughs> With flying colors. Oh, absolutely. You know, he's he's flying a little too close to the sun, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was wondering. Like, it's almost Jimmy Garoppolo, isn't it? It is. It's, he's a little too handsome. So I'm going to go with no. I'm sorry, sir. He's actually passed. Too good. I was worried because, yeah, I put I when I put that in there and he's got his suit and tie on. You know, some of yeah. these guys, some of these guys wear their shoulder pads pads and and everything but mm-hmm. boy he's got like the suit me some and- of that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh i do think he's another player to watch this week um you can you can go watch yeah that. he is the North- <laughs> number 15 north carolina is at wake forest weird spread here you have north carolina who's uh now winning their half of the acc and they're an underdog to wake that just lost to north carolina state and got housed by Louisville the week before, and they're giving Wake the spread. So really interesting. You can watch Sam Hartman for Wake Forest. We know Casey's into that. And then uh, <laughs> Drake May. <laughs> Drake May, the quarterback for North Carolina, is uh, he's being mentioned in, in the same breath as Caleb Williams in the class of 2024 now. Um, so you can watch two big-time quarterbacks. And, and well, I'm going with – How good looking is he? <laughs> you hurts. know – <laughs> the thing about Drake May, he's, he's only 19 years old. He still got like acne. He, mm, he's got right. some. He's got some work to do. So, um, and then the only other game that I think I'm going to throw a bet on uh, that I can throw out there is number 20 Notre Dame is a 17 and a half point favorite at Navy. Boy, that doesn't seem like enough points. I think Notre Dame is going to just crush Navy. They are really down right now, and uh, you know, this is kind of your one of your last opportunities. Michael Mayer, you're running out of opportunities to watch him play tight end at, at Notre Dame before he becomes, you know, a big time NFL tight end. So he, I think he's in a tier of his own. We've said that before on the pod, but uh, yeah, want to get that in there. Um, any other thoughts, fellas? No, I just can't. I'm still laughing about <laughs> Sam Hartman's flying too close to the sun. <laughs> I love. I don't we think had to I get could recover. Baby. Uh, I'm so glad we could get that in at, at some point. And sometimes and hopefully... you could just look at a player and go, yeah, that guy's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, that's it for tonight. Again, we're just trying to get everybody ready for their Devi and dynasty drafts and, uh, let you know more about these players. Make sure you tune in tomorrow morning. Steven and I will jump on and we will do some start sit advice. Uh, we'll see if we can get Casey on as well. And, uh, Steven's matchup advice has been so, so helpful to me. Um, guys, I went four and oh, four and oh, and I'm going to go three and one this week. So I'm not good at math, but I think that's 11 and one over the course of three weeks. Yeah. I, I don't know if anybody can figure out that math, but it's <laughs> probably pretty good. I, I can't, I cannot take credit for it. This like doing this podcast and, and having Steven help with this and especially the start sit stuff and just knowing the matchups beforehand. Uh, I don't know. It's making a big difference. And especially in leagues, I play in one league where, Nobody pays attention. Nobody makes any moves. Nobody does nothing. So I just, I just write down. Look, I got notes right now. I got uh, some, some guys I'm gonna go pick up that Stephen recommended. And uh, yeah, so appreciate you guys uh, coming out. Have a good night.